at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. All right, guys, welcome you Thursday night edition of the Rowdy Maglite Show. And Kyle, unfortunately, it's going to be our last one for the year. Uh, I know we got a little something else for Friday, but Kyle, officially tonight is our last night for 2022 and what a season, man. Let's talk about it. That's right, Rowdy. A lot going on. Uh, You know, the ARCA season over, NASCAR over, basically everybody's done. Um, So, yeah, we got a lot of, you know, a lot of guests coming on tonight. Got three lined up. Uh, Judson O'Neill, 705 Eastern, 605 Central, Mark Crystal. ARCA French Stretch Editor, uh, 720 Eastern, 620 Central, and then hopefully Bob Sargent at 740 Eastern, 640 Central. So, Rowdy, you have a nice show lined up tonight. Um, yeah, we do have Buddy Kofoid coming on 5 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Central tomorrow. Um, that'll be, well, the official, well, ma- mainly a tape show, but uh, still uh, you had Connor Mosack on this week. Uh, you know, we've done a lot. So, um, you know, it's been a good year. And, you know, uh, Kyle, kind of hard to pinpoint which one was the best uh you know both talladegas was awesome uh the snowball derby is awesome the all-american 300 was awesome i mean everywhere we went it was great i mean and and this year kyle i think not as much rain as in the year before yeah rowdy that's true uh you know uh the Got some good news today. Uh, you know, Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet's High Limits Sprint Car Series uh, announcing their schedule and two stops in the Northeast. Uh, Grandview Speedway, $23,000 to win. Tuesday, July 25th, the weekend right at the Tuesday right after the Pocono NASCAR weekend, and uh, Bridgeport Speedway on October 3rd, uh, another $23,000 to win race. So, um, kind of cool to see that. You know, those those two getting together and, and you know aligning those races. Another Thunder on the Hill race at Grandview Speedway. So, uh, yeah, a lot going on. Um, you know, there's been some news in the off season, And, uh, you know, like I said, Buddy Kofoy, tomorrow, I know he'll be really good. And then uh, we're going to call it a year. Yep. Uh, so we're going to end it with uh, Judson calling in uh, and talking about what Judson Racing Network's all about, him and his brother, Keelan. Uh Mark Crystal calling in. Covers and rights for the uh, Arkham Menard series and rights for the front stretch also. And uh, hopefully if we get Bob Sargent, we'll be able to have time to call in and talk about the new Stars National Series. So, uh, Kyle, I think they got a real good thing going to start next year with a 10-race series. And, and I know Justin will talk, cover a little bit more about that when he gets on here because uh, a lot of these racers are – that. We're around, and Justin's around. Will be in that racing in that series. I kind of like it. Starts in Pensacola, but the next one goes straight up to uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Up at Madison, Wisconsin. I think it's the second race, Kyle. So that <laughs> the Arkham Art Series has a very heavy presence at Madison. Uh, you know, Josh Williams won there one time. Uh, I think Nicole Bihar finished in the third at a Venerini car that race, too. So, uh, yeah, uh, definitely a short track race. Uh, can produce some different winners, some different interesting names up front. And uh, Madison has, has proven to be that. So, um, yeah, that's an interesting schedule. I wonder, what are, what are the other dates, Rowdy? Where else are they headed as well? Well, they're going to – Kyle, it's going to finish up uh, – let me bring in our first caller guest tonight, and I'd like to welcome back to the show Judson O'Neill. Welcome, Judson. Hey, Rowdy. How's it going, man? Man, it's going great. Going great. Uh, 
doesn't you know we don't get really actually when we're at the track i can't hear what you're saying and you probably can't hear what i'm saying because we're usually passing each other when the when there's action on the track but uh i'm glad to have you on tonight man uh i really appreciate and admire what you and your brother are doing there and uh let, let's let's talk about your season where'd you start off at this year well, uh, thank you for having me. First off, I appreciate you bringing me on. I'm, I'm uh, happy to talk to you again, man. And uh, so, yeah, this year, uh, let's see. Start off the year, the red eye for us at New Smyrna Speedway, you know, close to home, 45-minute drive from uh, my house. And uh, it, was, it was a decent race, you know. It didn't really bring in too many cars or anything in that race, unfortunately. And we're, that's going to be next, uh, next month here in 2023. And, uh, yeah, and then from there on, we went to Speed Fest at Cordial. Um, you know, uh, was at Daytona, uh, for the NASCAR stuff. And then we, uh, we went to most of the, uh, nights at the world series of asphalt when we weren't at the, uh, Daytona National Speedway. And then, yeah, throughout the year that, I mean, we hit up mainly, uh, all, you know, the Southern Super Series, uh, season. We went to, I think, 15 of their 14 races and, uh, hit up the Winchester 400, uh, you know, some more new Samarna stuff. A lot of good um, and uh, uh, yeah, good. so it's uh it's been a pretty good game. We just uh just you know went to the snowball derby here a couple weeks ago and uh to to close out the year for us and hit up some new tracks. You know I've never been to Citrus until this year, uh you know so that was uh it was good. Well, I picked up one. Have you been to uh, Bay over on the other side of Tampa? You know, I I have not. That's been one of my bucket list tracks. You know, there and uh, there, there's some pretty dirt tracks here in Florida. You know, unfortunately, with my what my schedule holds for the asphalt stuff, you know, I I very rarely get to go to any dirt stuff unless it's Volusia. You know, not far from us. But yeah, I actually have Putnam County Speedway. It's just more of a local shop. They don't really have any big events. But that's probably only a 20 minute drive from my house uh, there. Yeah, and, and then we got, uh, you, you know, uh, I think Bubba Raceway Park is only a couple hours from me. Uh, you know, all it's not far. They have that big 50,000 win race. And, then, you know, I just really like to get the, you know, some more dirt stuff next year, you know, de- depending on what, you know, I can put together and, you know, what season holds for us next year on scheduling and everything. But, yeah, I've been, well, you know, uh, it seems like a neat track, and I'd, I'd really like to get there sometime, but I don't, I don't know what I can do. I know that's one thing Kyle's talked about already, uh, and he'll be on just a minute, but to get to more dirt tracks, and he covers the PA Posse up in Pennsylvania. So, And I've been able to go to a few of those tracks, and hopefully we're going to experience some more. But uh, highlight for the year was, can you have you got one place, that, one thing this year kind of stuck out? You know, it was a... Uh... It was a pretty big year for us. Uh, you know, I really, it was probably 2020 when we started traveling, you know, a lot. And uh, last year we hit a bunch of big events, but we really ramped up our schedule this year. You know, hit up, you know, like I said, uh, four, 13 Southern Super Series races. Uh, I think we went to six, 16 or 17 tracks total. I can't remember the number. Uh, so, you know, we we, were, we got around and, uh, you know, uh, really, there. You know, there. There was a lot. There's a lot to take away from this season. You know, uh, with I feel like it was, it was an interesting season with uh, with the asphalt they've all seen. You know, with big announcements for 2023, and you know the way things are playing out. And uh, you know, I, I gotta say, Winchester 400 was definitely an interesting race. Uh, you know, I love that track. Super fast. Uh, you know, just brings in a lot of big-name competitors. And that race was real interesting, you know, obviously with a long, big foreign laps. And, uh, you know, so so many people drop out and so many things happen. That was definitely big. All-American 402, uh, you know, that weekend with the Supers and Pros had a really great field. And I know, like, they kind of had to uh, cram it in a little bit since, you know, weather. But, I mean, man, that race was pretty interesting as well. You know, with, with that race, it, it was weird because – you know, it seems like in most races you have somebody who sticks out or a couple cars that, you know, they look like they're going to win the race. But with that one, I mean, the whole time, man, you know, 300 laps, there was really no car you could pick out that was like, hey, you know, this guy's been looking the best. I think he's going to win. You know, Swalish, I would say, would have to be 
you know, one of the ones that stuck out. But, I mean, really, he, he ran inside top five for over half the race. But, I mean, nothing too spectacular. Didn't really qualify that close to the front or anything. And then, of course, his night was ended on the final lap and, and uh, turn one. And so, yeah, I think those two races were definitely big and stuff. Because, you know, Winchester usually every year there's something big happening at that race. But, yeah, the All-American 400 was, I feel like, a little bit different this year than it usually is. And, uh, you know, the World Series of Asphalt had some interesting nights, like always. Um, and, I mean, yeah, kind of interesting Blizzard Series this season as well. You know, we, we had, a, uh, I think, Pollard won the Blizzard Championship. Hunter Robbins won the Southern Super Series Championship. And it was only separated by, like, one point for the Blizzard Championship. And I, I feel like it was just a really tight battle between that. And uh, and then obviously the snowball derby was big, having Thorn finally winning, especially with that those like I think uh, I don't know we had we had I think 16 overtime laps or something like that. It was pretty, 17. It was pretty crazy. 17. Hey, what about Friday night? Was it not intense down there during qualifying? That is the most intense time of qualifying I've I, I witness each year. It's Friday night. Oh. Yeah, yes, for sure. You know, I sat at the end of pit road talking with you before we got started there. And, uh, man, I went up to Derek Griffith and a few other guys and talked to them. And, you know, it's it's interesting because, I mean, there, there's nothing else like it, you know, in the entire country for super late models and really any type of racing, you know, with, with how close they are in speed. And, you know, the amount the amount of, like, good cars that get sent home is insane. Like, Keselowski, Derek Griffith. They they got sent home. Johnny Clark, he's big time up north. He didn't make the show. Um, you know, it's just it's pretty crazy how how many good cars you know can miss the field in a race like that. And yeah, you know, I talked to Dave before the race. I uh, mean, before qualifying, excuse me. And uh, I was like, yeah, we were just kind of messing around, you know. Uh, and I was like, I even told him, I was like, dang, you know, man, I guess because he wasn't nervous really that much. I was like, well, you're not nervous, not uh, really. And I was like, yeah, you're fine. I, I have to guarantee you're making it in. He didn't even make it in. He's he's really good on north, but he's always a threat when he comes down south. You know, he's one of those guys. You know, a lot, some guys from down south, when they go up north, they can run good, but you don't really see the north and south too much. Too much like you kind of do the Midwest and the south. Uh, and you know, he's one of those one of the only guys from up north that can really come down and run this good uh, with with the southeast guys. I feel like. So, uh, yeah, it was just interesting, you know, how many good cars got sent home. Hi, Judson. You got Kyle here. Uh, first question for you is, uh, who is who is your who was the driver? Tongue tied here. Who was the driver you look you looked up to during your racing career, and who was kind of like an idol to you? Uh, you know, it's uh, that's a good question. Uh. You know, when I when I first got started, started, you know, I've accomplished it. It's it's almost weird saying this because I feel like I've I've made so many connections with so many people in such a short amount of time. I've only been doing this for about three and a half years, and it feels like I've been doing this like my entire life almost. You know, and I feel like I made more connections than a lot of people have been in for twenty years. And uh, you know, before I got started, I really wasn't into NASCAR and racing in general until probably probably about five. Years ago, five or six years ago, when uh, I went to Talladega, and, man, I just got hooked. You know, my dad, he had been a big Dale Jr. fan his whole life and stuff. And, uh, um, you know, on Sundays, I see him watching NASCAR on TV. And, uh, and, you know, I never really had too much of an interest for it. But, man, when he told me Talladega, I got instantly hooked on it, you know. Uh, since I mean, Dale Jr. was kind of like the, the big guy. You know, I all had Dale Jr. stuff all around the house and, like, kind of like uh you know, shared on every Sunday, you know, and I definitely stuff to him, and I just thought he was pretty cool. And then it was neat that the first job opportunity I had with, was with 30 Mo Media with Joe Jr. Mike Davis. So it it was definitely pretty cool, you know, being able to work with a guy like that. It was, it was that big time, you know, and, uh, you know, was kind of interested in me. And, you know, I got to do work for them, so that was just really neat. So probably, you know, probably I'd have to say Joe Jr. just because, I mean, like, He's, he's one of the only guys I knew when I started and everything. And then him and Mike Davis you know, kind of got me off the ground. So do you listen to the Dale Jr. Download podcast often? 
Uh, you know, I, I do sometimes. Uh, you know, they definitely they. It, it's it's interesting. They bring on a lot of you know, uh, really great guests. You know, and I I feel like I. It really helps me, you know, be more knowledgeable about the sport with them. You know, with the people they bring on, kind of, you can't really find interviews with those people the same way, you know, in other places and, and everything. You know, they'll bring on people, you know, you just, like, uh, I don't know, wouldn't really hear anywhere else. You know, uh, Lyndon uh, Amick, an example. Uh, you know, I, I forgot that guy even existed, you know. Uh, he, he hasn't raced for a really long time, so I've kind of random. And, you know, he was brought on, talked to them, um, you know, bring on a lot of guys. And especially since I haven't been around in the sport that long, it really helps me, uh, you know, be more knowledgeable about that. But, yeah, I watch it. I, I would say, like, I'm, like, I watch every single episode and stuff, you know, every time it comes out. But I definitely watch it every now and then. So my next question for you is, uh, you know, uh, you know, Rowdy and I talk about the next gen car a lot on our show. I mean, what what have you seen out of it so far? Um, you know, what what have you you know, what are your takeaways from it, and what what are your thoughts on it? Well, uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, I uh, you know, it's interesting. So I got to go to the uh, next gen test last year at the uh, Dover International Speedway, and uh, that was neat. So it's it's kind of funny. So my grandparents are just my my grandmother and grandfather and I, and, you know, my brother, Keelan, who's usually with me everywhere. It was, like, the first time I went to a racetrack with him because he's back down in Florida going to his church camp, right? So we were like, oh, well, we're driving back from New York um, after we vacationed up there in the summer. We're like, you know, Dover's not that far out of the way. You want to go check it out? And so we drove there, and uh, we I was like, dang, what are all these dates just open? There's no one there. And I was like, what are all these cars coming in? And they all, all these people were in Hendrick Motorsports stuff or different, in like um, Roush Racing, you know, Toyota stuff. I was like, hey, what is this? And I walk in and they're testing the next gen car and Chastain is there. And I was like, sweet. And so I have to be part of that and kind of get an inside look before it came out. So, I mean, you know, this this car is, you know, pretty different from the one we had before. You know, they, they made a lot of changes. And then, you, know, the, you know, were there, I think, you know, what they're trying to promote is make, bringing it or make it more stock, obviously. NASCAR is nowhere near a stock car, really. There's not too much racing like that anymore. But I think they did a little bit, you know, um, with it. And uh, for the most part, I think, honestly, the racing this year has been spectacular. You know, I feel like it's it's been the best it's been in, in a really long time and stuff. I, I mean, other than a couple races, I mean, the – the uh, I, I other, other than a couple races, I can't really name any that were like genuinely bad or boring. I feel like every race had something new and exciting. You know, we had 19 different winners this year. That's tied for the most time in the season. Uh, you know, I feel like, and you know, everybody was new to the car, and I I feel like it kind of evened the playing field a little bit more because I, you know, uh, there was really wasn't too many really really dominant guys. I feel like it, there's just so many people who were in contention for it, uh, you know. So I, I think it's definitely, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the way it looks and with the number placement, but it, it's for sure had to do really good racing. So my last question for you is uh, I asked, uh, we had Connor Mosek on Tuesday, um, and I asked him about uh, the Xfinity Series running nine road course races. Um, I mean, what have you seen out of road racing and NASCAR um, do you feel like maybe, you know, it's a lot of road racing, not a lot of road racing? I mean, have you raced on a road course before? I mean, we're, we're, you know, where, where, where are you, like, thought-wise with that? Well, you know, uh, I, I, uh, I think I'm not, you know, one of those people who, you know, I don't, I think road courses belong on the schedule, uh, you know. I, I think, you know, road courses have been part of NASCAR forever. And, uh, you know, I like them. Uh, they can have good racing and stuff. You know, they really, I mean, most seasons, you know, we only see NASCAR go to a couple of road courses a year. But in these last couple of seasons, they've really ramped up their uh, their schedule with that. And, uh, yeah, I feel like, you know, I definitely don't think it's a bad thing. But, you know, I feel like next year there's going to be 38 Cup Series races. And I and I just, in my in my opinion, I feel like that's just too much. And I've talked to some members some about it, too, you know, and they – they kind of feel the same way. Some some guys that are going full time in the cup, 
uh, series next year. And, I, you know, I, I've seen some drivers online, too, state their displeasure with it. You know, I just feel like it's a lot of races in a year and, you know, not a lot of off weekends and everything. I mean, even they, they even race on Easter, which I think they shouldn't do. And, uh, and yeah, it's, I mean, the road courses and stuff, I, like I said, I like them and everything, but not, you know, nine, that's, that's an awful lot. In my opinion, I think that maybe if they tone it down a little, I would like to see, there's, there's a lot of tracks they could go to. Like I see Rockingham's, you know, just got repaved. You know, they're working on going to North Wilkesboro next year. You know, Chicago land is just sitting empty. Um, I I feel like they could maybe go to some of those tracks instead of road courses. Also, I mean, there are a couple of road course races that I I feel like they're almost, like, like extremely, like, chaotic almost, you know. I I feel like there's just constant, like, chaos going on and just madness going around the track with people that can have place and stuff. But it definitely can be exciting as well. I think I think I don't think road courses are a bad thing, but I feel you know, you know maybe don't need to plug the series with. Well, they they've got them scheduled out for nine a year. I, I I heard it about two years ago coming, and I mean Chicago Land that's going to be interesting to also. Uh, hey, let's talk a little bit about about Keeley there. I mean, he's he's a side man also. And trust me, without him, it'd be a whole lot harder. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, uh, he's he's been with me the whole time. He went to uh, our first race. We went to our first race together. You know, I mean, I can't honestly, like, other than that next gen test, I don't think there's ever been a race that I have gone to without him. You know, uh, everybody at the track knows us. I I'm the one in front of the camera, and I know I talk a lot, and you know, but he, if you ever see us at the track, we're always together. You know, everybody knows us as a pair, uh, you know, and so even though, like, Paul and Jason networking, I mean, it's definitely, like, a team effort, you know, with him. He's always he's always with me. My cameraman gets stuff done and, uh, you know, just knows just about as much as me. And, uh, yeah, it definitely wouldn't be the same without him. And, you know, my mom and grandparents, you know, they take me to uh, a lot of the races and stuff, too, and, you know, and so, uh, that's, you know, like, like a little team. So, uh, what's your Christmas plans here, my man? What, what, school, got a school break coming up here real quick? Yeah, so, uh, unfortunately, my school doesn't get out two days, until two days before Christmas, which I think is whack. Wow. Um, yeah, I, 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 and then they, we have like two weeks after Christmas off, and I'm like, bro, just give us, just give us like a couple weeks before Christmas. I mean, like, you know, before Christmas, it's all hyped up. There's events going on and stuff. You know, you're all hyped up about Christmas, and then afterwards, you're just kind of, you know, I feel like ready to get back at school or whatever. And I, I feel like there's just no reason, like, why not reverse it? So, I think it's kind of not great in my opinion, but yeah. And then tomorrow, actually, uh, you know, when you go outside like stores and those people with Salvation Army, like, ringing the bell and stuff. We're going to be doing that tomorrow. My brothers and I, guess I'm going to do that for fun, you know. So, yeah, that'll, that'll be fun tomorrow. So, uh, congratulations on your driver's license. You'll be able to drive to all the tracks this year coming up in 2023. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, I was excited about the time to get my permit and everything. And, you know, uh Obviously, being around race cars, you see a lot of people driving. I mean, they drive now. And, uh, you know, with all the traveling stuff, I talk to my mom and everything, and so now I can drive a little bit, too, you know, with them. But what sucks is, though, I can't drive after dark until three months, so gotta got to wait a couple more months for that. Yeah. Then I'll be off to drive and, uh, you know, after dark, and then uh, they, they, my long can see himself in the car. So, but yeah, I'm definitely, uh, you know, excited about that. Uh, you want to talk a minute about people that helped you this year and, and your sponsors? Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's so many people I, I can think, you know, uh, race car engineering, you know, I, I appreciate their support, uh, you know, continuing to sponsor us. Um, you know, who, um, Chris Davidson, and he's, he's been a huge help. This year, you know, with us, when us get to get the races, 
And I mean, just a, just a, yeah, everybody who's, you know, pitching and bought, bought shirts and hats, you know, I mean, we, we, at the Derby, we just finished out the, the rest of our hat inventory and, uh, we're getting some more, in, uh, here. And I mean, so many people ask for stickers to put them on, you know, I gotta thank, uh, Eddie Mercer, you know, for helping us out, uh, Boston Oliver Racing and what they do. Um, man, I feel horrible because I, I know I'm forgetting some people. There's just, a lot of people, you know, helped out this year that I can't think of, uh, you know, helping us get get to these races, you know. Uh, it's definitely very expensive and everything. So I just appreciate everybody, you know, who helps get get us to these things. You know, there's there's just so many people who have helped and, you know, sponsored us and, and just to help us get to these races. I, I, I can't think of, I mean, there's just, like I said, so many people have helped us out. I can't even think of anyone off the top of my head. But yeah, so yeah, all you people know who you are. So thank you for what you've done. And I mean, without without you guys, you know, everything helps. You know, with us, we would definitely would not this year. We probably would have been the half as many races this year uh, without the help you guys. Well, Justin, man, uh, I appreciate you coming on and spending a little time with us. And hey, I'm looking forward. Hopefully. We'll meet up at New Smyrna. Be I think my, unless you're at the Talladega Ice Bowl in January, but that's my first one to get back on the road for 2023. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing you at New Smyrna, man. February. Thank you so much again for having me on. I had fun talking with y'all. No, uh, I guess I'll see you soon, man. Absolutely, Justin. Merry Christmas and to to your family and tell them I say hello and looking forward to seeing you then. Thanks. All right, thank you, Rowdy. See you later, man. Thanks, Judson. Yep, thank you, Kyle. All right, Rowdy, next guest. All right, hey, uh, he's no stranger to the show. Got to spend a little time with him. At the All-American 400, him and his dad, and always great to see his dad at the track, Mark Crystal with the front stretch and the Arca Menard Series. Welcome, Mark. Hey, Ronnie. Thanks for having me out. Uh, yeah, it's good to see you at All-American. Uh, hopefully we'll uh, see each other, uh, we saw each other at Gateway, too, this year. That was a fun hot Absolutely. weekend. Hey, was that not a great weekend? Those fans, that was electric, that whole atmosphere. That was that and IRP for Trucks and Arca were the two races I was at in, or two races, I should say, because they're two gateway gates, where the electricity of the fans was outstanding. Okay, John Bashey at, gate, at uh, Worldwide Technology uh, in St. Louis, uh, they put on one heck of a show. There wasn't nothing we needed or wanted for, was it, Mark? I mean, John Bishy and his whole group was on it. Great facility. I thought they put on a great show. Yeah, and that was the beginning of the Ross Chastain versus Denny Hamlin uh, spectacle, if you will, of the season. And Hamlin had some... Very juicy comments post-trace, if I remember right. You know, I didn't think about it being what, but that was the first, that was the beginning of their their falling out, wasn't it? Yes, sir. So, uh, Mark, what did you think about the schedule of ARCA there? Not a whole lot of changes, but, you know, still, <clears throat> I think, they start off at Daytona. Big weekend. I think the car count's going to be good this year. Charlie seemed to think it was going to be better. I hear people talking about it being better. Yeah. When you think about it, Rowdy, 2022 was an improvement in car count at many tracks. It so was. even if 2023 holds serve where there's not a ton of growth, and I'm I suspect there might be some more cars at some races, other races, maybe not so much. But 2022 had far more cars on the track that provided some really good racing. When you think about a track like um, like Michigan, for example, 
there was only 21 cars in the field. It's not that's almost half of what a full field would be for ARCA. Man, they put on one heck of a show. Well, what I liked about it was they finished the season in Toledo. I, I wanted to be there, but there was a conflict. I think Homestead competed on that weekend, and we covered Homestead. Yeah, Toledo was a ton of fun. The facility itself, I remember seeing on Twitter that folks said it would it should host a truck series date. Now, I'm not sure if that has the infrastructure. There's no, there's not big enough pit road for 40 cars or 40 trucks. There's still these very tight. Um, some other improvements that would be needed. But as far as a on-track product, man, there was the championship drama for the driver's title and then on-track drama for the owner's title. And then that Friday, the previous night, because the race took, on, took place on Saturday afternoon, that previous night on Friday, there was an event at the bar and grill at the track there, and they honored former champion drivers, former champion owners, former champion coaches, and so it was neat to hear you know, some of the war stories, if you will, of series veterans, as well as to just hear their thoughts on why Arkham means so much to them, because obviously I'm, I've only been covering the series for a few years. I know I don't even have the age that some of these folks have been connected to the series, so to hear how dear it means to them was Really neat for me to see. Well, uh, Mark, uh, did did you get – is Rockford – or where we met at Berlin? Berlin, is that kind of close to in location? Berlin is about three hours away near Grand Rapids, but I have family that lives about an hour away, so I've seen Berlin – the two big Berlin late model races this year. I uh, did the ARCA race. Uh, looking forward to hopefully getting back there next year for some racing because it's uh, Jeff Street and his staff do an excellent job. It's a really neat facility. And Michigan and Wisconsin race fans, let me tell you, there's busy. You'd be hard pressed to find fans in other states that love their racing like people in Wisconsin and Michigan do. They pack the place at Berlin. Regularly. Hey, Mark. You have Kyle here. Uh, first question for you is, uh, what were what were some of your highlights from the uh, 2022 Arkham Menard Series season? I was blessed in 2022. I was able to go to, if I'm telling this great, eight races, and I would have been at Ducoin, but when the rain postponed it on Monday, I made the decision to come home. Um, so that was a career most for me. And the other blessing to go along with that is my father retired on May 1st. And so he went to a lot of the Arca races with me in Ohio. Well, he and I went the same track together. I think for the truck race, I saw him around the beginning of the start of the race, midway through the race roughly, and then right at the race end. And on our drive home, you would have thought we were at two separate tracks for the different stories we had where for minutes I wasn't seeing him and vice versa, and we were both having a phenomenal time. Um, but just this, the summer of racing with my father was really, really neat. Going to, we, we stayed there tonight at Iowa Speedway when they got the race started at close to midnight central time. We drove home through the night, and we were about an hour away from home when sunrise came up. But uh, some of the connections and stories that I heard and folks that I talked to at ISB Way was really valuable throughout the season. As far as a race that stands out, obviously Toledo, right? The whole championship drama, the, the festivities the previous day, there was a media session at a really nice hotel in downtown Toledo, where Nick Sanchez and Daniel Bond spoke to uh, media, and Frank Kimmel was regaling anyone who would listen with several historically funny stories. Hello? Go ahead. And so 
that was a really neat the whole weekend was really neat to see to just I could go back to Toledo every year for the rest of my life and have great memories from that track. But twenty twenty two will always stand out because it was the first time I was there and just so much about it. Uh, the other race that was a ton of fun for me was Michigan. I've been to the Arca Michigan races since I think two thousand eighteen and even though the car count still at Michigan wasn't, like I said, it was only 21 cars, that was the best ARCA race at Michigan I've seen ever. You had, at one point, I think four or five drivers who could have won the race. Nick Sanchez took the win. You had drivers like Corey Hyman, who Corey Hyman had a great race, but Corey Hyman's attitude was, I didn't win the race, I'm only running part-time, so not win is an L. Versus, you know, for someone like Daniel Dodge, who pancakes the walls around the practice and they set up the rear of the field, for him to make the drive that he did was impressive and very much like his season where Sanchez might have been slightly ahead, but Dodge was very much in his sights. So that was a race for me that stood out because that's, that's what Michigan can produce. And if we see more competitive cars or even a field like 2022, we could have really good races at Michigan and Arca. And in 2023, we're going to have it back on the Friday. Uh, so that could be really neat to have Arca stand out because we had Xfinity and Arca on Saturday. And then there was a couple, I think, practicing qualifying. Saturday was jam-packed. I think I sat down to eat lunch for all of five minutes between events, and then it was time to get that going for some coverage that day. So my next question for you is, uh, what's your thoughts on Fox Sports picking up all 20 races for the Arkham Menard Series in 2023? What a massive W for that series. Now, before I kind of elaborate on that, I want to do a shout-out to Matt TV. I got to know uh, Mike Massaro this year. That was a really joyous moment for me because I remember watching him when I was younger broadcast, and he him and his do his craft. That's a that's a loss from his perspective of him and Jim Sado who really busted the butts to do their thorough diligence on the series. Uh, and Krista Kelly came back, and you know she was glad to be back covering racing. But for Fox to cover it, what an overall W! It's for one, it will be far easier for fans. To watch this series, which more eyeballs is always a good thing. Um, whether or not there will be any mo- money for teams, you know, via the TV deal for teams, I have not heard anything. But it's a big W for the teams and the series as a whole. Uh, it also really shows that while at times NASCAR has made decisions with Arca that are questionable, such as running DuCoin at the exact same time as the 7500 for two straight years. This shows that NASCAR is really committed to Arca and that they want to see Arca succeed because it's their pipeline. Nick Sanchez going full-time truck racing in 2023. The 2021 Arca champion is now going to be full-time cup in 2023 uh, with Ty Gibbs. Brett Holmes nearly got his first truck win at Talladega earlier this year. So Arca is producing some really talented drivers into the NASCAR ranks. And so it's neat to see NASCAR help the series gain more eyeballs and become more mainstream. Because I think the series, as everything kind of recovers from the pandemic, it's really neat to see the series getting that foothold and really being able to showcase what makes it exciting on the tracks like Elko, Berlin, and road courses, super speedways, intermediates. I think the only thing they're missing that would make them even more diverse of a schedule than it already is is a street course, but they did that in the past, so who knows what the future will hold. So my last question for you is, uh, you know, with ARCA, um, 
You know, with I mean, you've seen the top three in points this year. I mean, they're all moving to the Truck Series next year. And I know Rowdy and I have chatted about this, but uh, you know what? You know, you feel like there's more ARCA presence now in all three series. I, I know you were kind of talking about it a little bit, but you know, do you feel like ARCA is more of a presence now and a stepping stone for those top three series? Oh, absolutely. When you look at the schedule, they start off at Daytona. Their first five races for 2022: Daytona, Phoenix. Talladega, Kansas, Charlotte. A quarter of their schedule right there is on NASCAR tracks that trucks, Xfinity, and Cup race at. Then Mid-Ohio with the trucks, where you saw some truck drivers, John Hunter Nemechek jumped in for Venturini. You saw some truck drivers jump into some ARCA rides to gain laps there. Pocono, IRP, Michigan, Watkins Glen, 2023, Milwaukee, where... With the East, it being a combination race with the East Series, as well as a combination date the Truck Series, it would not surprise me in the least if you see some truck drivers interloping in ARCA, and that being a really good um, race. And then you talk about even a place like Kansas, where they go twice in Bristol. Um, obviously, the last two races, last year, or this, in 2022, the Monarch Tracks NASCAR goes to, but Kansas, Bristol for races number 17 and 18. You know, NASCAR goes there. Bristol is not an easy place to go now. You know, you've seen, I mean, Harry Labonte, Jalen, or was that two or three wrecks at the finish where even the best of the best can have trouble there. So you might see, so it's good to see the ARCA races there while still maintaining its own identity because I think that's crucial kind of a bridge between the short track world where you're seeing drivers like Sammy Smith as a run late model races using ARCA to propel them to an Xfinity ride. And I think with Kyle Busch Motorsports aligning itself with Rev Racing, uh, DGR becoming Tricon, aligned with Toyota, and then some of the other teams that just, you know, whether it's um, teams like Burt Holmes kind of using it for just fun, you're seeing the teams invest in series as well, which is really great and hopefully provides strong competitive fields for years to come, not just in 2022, 2023, but, you know, five years from now, we could be hopefully sitting here talking and saying, it's great that, you know, the 2022 champion Nick Sanchez is, you know, up for a promotion or mainstream NASCAR when he started off in Arco running at tra- tracks like Berlin, Iowa, Michigan, Talladega, et cetera. Mark, I had one more question for you, and I know what I wanted to ask you about the Daytona ARCA test coming up in January. Uh, who do you think maybe we can expect, um, you know, when the entry list comes out? And, uh, I mean, who I mean, who are maybe you looking at? Maybe that could be a potential favorite for that race when it does come in February. <clears throat> The off season is the off season is short in racing, isn't it? We're we're less we're about a month away removed from the end of the NASCAR season and a month until the Daytona Arca test. So to answer your question, obviously for the Arca test, the teams that are gonna be there are going to be the ones a lot of the ones that you will see come February, Venturini, Andy Hillenberg, Mullins, Greg Van Alst, etc. Uh, as far as the drivers that kind of maybe to keep an eye on, well, it hasn't been announced that Justin Love is running uh, full-time for Venturini. All signs indicate that he will be. He'll be 18, so he could run the full season. And just as it sounds like kidding, he's been with Venturini for several seasons now. I think this is year number two that he just completed with them, and he's done the two Arco West Fantasy Championships. And then when you get to the Daytona Arco Race, Man, it really feels like, especially for Daytona, it's Venturini versus the field, right? You've got, you know, Venturini, it's, it's a team win for them. They, they, they want their drivers to win. They want their drivers to get out the end. But first and foremost, that Billy and Bill Sr. have kind of emphasized to their drivers is we want to leave Daytona with a trophy for the team. Um, so I think that when you look at, you know, who will be in the Venturini cars? Justin Long 
Landon Pemberton is rumored for running full-time for that organization, so he could be, that would be a quite a name quite a name to see if he could do well at Daytona because he hasn't, his biggest track thus far was a one-mile Phoenix and a one-mile Milwaukee. Uh, you know, Tony Bridinger is rumored to be back with that organization in some capacity, Parker Chase. So I think it, it'll be venturing versus the field. Um, and, you know, we haven't seen a ton of developments as far as who's running full-time uh, outside of a handful of drivers. Um, but come, I expect once once January 1st comes around, you see a lot of those announcements. Uh, I think we'll get a better idea. But right now, I mean, if you're a betting man, eventually you have to be the odds-on favorite. Just pick any one of their, I would imagine, because that race is so important for that organization, they will probably have four cars. Pick any one of those four, and you have to be a safe wager. So, uh, Mark and Kyle, may either one of y'all, am I correct in saying that Kyle Busch now runs the number 18 team? Uh, he runs the number 18 for RCR. He left the 18 with Joe Gibbs Racing. Okay, so is Joe Gibbs Racing, is that still Joe Gibbs Racing, the, the car and that also, tied? And also, yes, it's going to be William, I believe you pronounce his last name, Salwich. He is going to be running 20 races, full ARCA East, and some main ARCA races. Uh, Toby Christie.com reported that the 18 ARCA team for Joe Gibbs Racing will be a full-time entry going for the owner's title, like the past couple of years. I have not seen an announcement of who will drive that 18 at Daytona, the bigger track. It could be a TRD-affiliated driver. It could be yeah. somebody like even a Sammy Smith because, you know, Sammy has not, doesn't have much super speedway experience. So maybe the team says, hey, we want you to get up to speed as quickly as possible to learn new super speedways. So, Go happen in Arkansas. Um, but Kyle Bush Motorsports, the truck organization, is affiliated with Chevrolet, and they have an alliance with Rev Racing, and Rev will have a truck series. Their rookie driver will be Nick Sanchez. So uh, exciting new faces on the truck series front, for sure. Uh, and I talked to Charlie about this, Mark. I thought the the drivers in the Arkham Menard series this year was more of them went into racing the upper series than normal. Did you see that with Nick Sanchez and Rajah? And I mean, there's a couple more that went up. Uh, yeah, because when you Corey Himes. Corey Hahn, Chandler Smith made his Arca cameo at IRP, went out and waxed the field. John Lomimachek made his Arca debut at Mid-Ohio. And if if the race hadn't been so crazy in terms of the ever-changing track conditions with rain to dry from darkness to sunlight, he very well could have won that race. And then when you look at even a driver like Taylor Gray, running truck races, running Arca races, Winning some ARCA races at IRP could have won the truck race too. Um, Brett Holmes, Connor Mozak. Connor Mozak just was announced he's going to run, believe, about 20 races with Sam Hunt Racing in the Xfinity Series. And he ran some ARCA races this year for Brett Holmes. And when I told him at IRP, I said, I'd love to see you full time in a series because you'd be an instant threat for wins regularly. Um, yeah, I I think the tracks kind of, you know, Arca running at these tracks and then just, you know, experience is always a good thing, right? Nick Sanchez said that right before the championship race of why was he better in 2022 and 2021? Yes, he had, the team had more Chevrolet support and, um, you know, the Ty Gibbs had left the field, but experience, he, he, knew, he knew it, you know, we were talking about for, um, some of the short tracks. He knew the breaking spots. Where even though he wasn't 
excelling at these short tracks, he was doing better because he knew what to expect going in. He knew it. Elko, it's a three ace. You're, you're not on the gas much. You're on the breaker letting off a lot. Um, and so I think that's something that you're going to see carry over in the trucks because practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect, that age-old adage, right? Well, Mark, Kyle can testify more than twice I've said it on this show. I walked in the garage at Daytona within 30 minutes. I, I think I text Kyle and I said, it's a rev racing uh, championship here. It's all, and that's what it was. Daniel Dye kind of jumped in there in between him and Raja, but uh, Rev Racing put on a show this year for, and Nick done a great job. So so did Raja. Nick, you know, Daniel, Raja, Daniel, Daniel Dye, Daniel's a better driver than, than it reflects on his, his season. I mean, he really is. He just has, it's just like that quirky stuff happens to him that happens to some drivers. The, the ingredient that put Nick over the top in terms of Daniel was the zero DNFs combined with the three wins. Daniel didn't win, and he had two or three DNFs, and with his DNF at Berlin, heartbreak when he should have won that race if he hadn't had a mechanical problem. He went to the race by a lap. <laughs> he was, I was walking on pit road at Borland halfway through, and a DGR uh, person looked at me and said, what is Chad Bryant, Daniel Dice Cruz's, know about this place? Good guy. And Taylor Gray was running, I believe, at the time, top five, but nowhere near contention. Everybody was scratching their heads. And so, you know, that's just, that's part of it, and obviously Daniel and you could sense his disappointment at Toledo. Um, but I think also the fact that he stayed in it despite having some mechanical issues and despite not winning shows just how consistent a driver he is. I don't think in the truck series, I don't know if he will win them off the bat. The truck series field obviously is tougher than Arca, but at the same time, I don't think you're going to see him make a lot of mistakes where every week on social media you're going to see, you know, people would say, oh, this kid doesn't know what he's doing or he doesn't belong here. I think he's, I think he would benefit from some more Arca seat time just to gain that experience of running up front still. But in terms of consistency and not tearing up stuff via aggressive driving or things of that nature, Man, he's a talented driver. Him and Nick both. I think they, I think those two and Raja, man, all three of them could. They're going to be faces to keep an eye on in 2023 in the Truck Series, and that's why what he was a deep field. And you know that's what I tell everybody. You know, on the weekend if I'm camping and all, everybody's like, well, you know, who should we be looking for? I'm like, hey, here's the drivers, and uh, chase, chase. Uh, Briscoe being one of them, he's already there, you know. Uh, there's a few more. Uh, Zane Smith, Zane's moving up. Even there's a lot, lot of guys. Ben Rhodes. Ben Rhodes, when he came on East, he came on back, back yep. years ago. Ben Rhodes won, I believe, one or two East titles. And, you know, you put him in. Obviously, he hasn't moved up full-time in the Xfinity Year Cup, and he's not going to in 2023. But, he very much is someone where the trucks are going to whatever track it is, you have to mention him. He's, he's consistent. He's a champion. He's won it in 2021. Well, Mark, man, I appreciate you coming on and spending some time with us. To It's, it's pretty much our last show for the 2022 season. It's It's been an incredible year for us. Uh, you want to talk about some Thank, give a shout-out to the folks that help you get to the track and make you go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Obviously, number one has to be my uh, my parents. My my mom went to an ARCA race at ARCA this year. My mom, dad, and I, we all did the ARCA well, race. congratulations. Had a ton Got of fun that. With congratulations. Uh, so, shout-out to 
men, especially my dad, he, you know, how many how many races has he gone to and how many nights have we sat around the you know, table or uh, you know, you're going someplace or whatever and you're talking about racing, whether it's going to a race or just being at home, you see something on your phone or whatever of news and you're talking racing. Um and he's the one who got me the got the racing bug in me. Uh as far as people that you know, help me provide the excellent coverage that I do. Um, kind of stretch the outlook. They've, they've shown incredible patience with me. And they've very much entrusted me with ARCA. That if I say this is a story worth going on, you know, it's something that worth go on and, you know, providing guidance and helping me grow as a reporter, as an editor, and even as a I might not be going any taller, but even going as a person, of how do you deal with, you know, when there's different, you know, situations or stresses or whatever, how do you deal with it or overcome it? Uh, so incredibly grateful to them, excited for what 2023 has for the whole outlet. And then, you know, other people, at the, other people in racing, you know, racing is a community. So, you know, shout out to Charlie and everything that he's, he's provided for me, whether it's conversations, at the track or phone calls to answer questions or his emails or text messages. It, you know, I've texted him, I think, at like 8 o'clock at night asking him a question, and he's responded. Suddenly it begins with, a, you know, it's late, and then he'll be answered. But, uh, you know, him and other folks at the track that, you know, you're, you're looking to for answers or, you know, folks within the teams, uh, you know, I'm, Certain folks in the Arca garage that have given me stories, or you know, even just knowledge. I I was talking to some folks in the Venturini camp, and I don't. Some of those, some of that information, I don't necessarily know that I would use for a story. But at the same time, it's more good information to know, and it helps me to be a better reporter, better writer, and. So, you know, those connections are helpful, like, you know. So, yeah, shout out to everybody. And I feel like the driver and the fact of, you know, I'm not going to look at my shirt and say, what, who am I forgetting? Um, but, you know, just even my family and friends, you, you know, if, you know, I, I see them. And even though some of my family isn't as big of race friends as I am, they're still very much a, a part of you or asking questions or making jokes on you know, some of these ARCA drivers, you know, driving 100 plus miles an hour. Here I am, you know, driving 80 miles an hour in the expressway, and they're saying they're going too fast. You know how fast these drivers are that I watch race for a living? Um, <laughs> so yeah, excited for what all 2023 has to bring for myself, cross stretch, and what the future holds. Well, Mark, man, thanks for taking time. I want to wish you and your family a happy Merry Christmas. And, hey, I'm glad you mom. Y'all take someone to the track. How, our slogan this year is take your mom to the track coming up. <laughs> that was a, hey, that was a I, that w- I, I can understand how that would be really neat to do, uh, Mark. But uh, we really appreciate you and, and uh, looking forward to seeing you next year, my friend. Yeah, Kyle, I gotta I gotta be at a race track with you. I I've I've talked to you and texted you, but I haven't actually physically met you. It's so many people on social media and online. You know them online, but they never actually live face to face until a while later, so hopefully we'll make it happen in twenty twenty three. Thanks a lot, my man. All right, Merry Christmas to you and uh, your family and friends and see y'all in twenty twenty three. All right. Mark Crystal with Front Stretch and Arkham Bernard Series Rider. Thanks, Mark. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. Mm-hmm. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road that I realize I'm at the wrong track.
All right, Justin O'Neill, Mark Crystal burns us up with with an hour show there quickly. Mark, it was pretty good. I know Mark had a lot to say. It's, it's been a while since he's been on, and hey, I, I liked his side, his his angle of the, of the story there, Kyle. He was good, Rowdy. Uh, always good to have Mark Crystal on the, the Rowdy Maglite show, and also Judson as well. Um, both two were very good guests tonight, and uh, yeah, yep. a lot of a lot of insight, and uh, we filled that hour up pretty quick. Well, Kyle, you know, I, I asked Justin this: could he pick out one race that kind of stood out? When you and I talked about it, man, every race was special. Uh, the only thing that would have made anything stick out any special, special than what. Then Talladega would be it would be closer, Kyle. That that's the only thing that separated the difference between a hey, homestead is golden, but it's also fourteen hour drive, sixteen under sixteen hours. Plus, if you go the tow road, it's gonna cost you seventy dollars. It's sixty eight dollars using the tow down tow back. Next year I'm taking I'm taking ninety five and I'm saving that sixty five for something else. Sixty nine, seventy dollars. But uh Kyle, you know, we're gonna start this thing off. I may be down for the week before the twenty four hours for the rower. I got a chance to do that. Just gotta see what my schedule looks like and so I'm gonna go for the rower. And for the 24 hours, come back and hang out here a week and then two weeks and go back to the 500. Kicking it off at New Smyrna, but actually starting the season at the Ice Bowl at Talladega. Hopefully, I'm going to get to see Red Farmer back in the car. Uh, he's better. He's out of the hospital. But he had a big job at the Snowball Derby. I'm telling you, he, he, it was a lot for a 90-year-old man to go through. It's been a lot for me to, to have met and done what all he done, Kyle, in one day. He can do it for sure, and uh, good to hear he's out of the hospital, and uh, hopefully he'll be running an ice bowl here in a few weeks. Kyle, uh, you're closing for the night, for the season. Well, Rowdy, uh a lot going on this year. Uh, started at Port Royal March 20th. Um, got made it there. Um, you know, got out to the dirt tracks, Grandview Speedway, some of PA Speed Week. Got out to Sealands Grove, made it out there, made it. Didn't make it to Williams Grove this year. That was a that was a little bit disappointing. Um, but uh, you know, either also didn't make it to Lincoln. But uh, Port Royal was was big for us, I think, you know, to to, to return on the season pass list, which is great for us. Um, it's good to be back. That's my plan is to be at ten races next year. Uh, now that I have a vehicle, uh, you know, looking forward to the mid March swing for the World of Outlaws at Port Royal March 10th and 11th, and then Williams Grove March 17th and Lincoln March 18th uh, in 2023. Looking forward to that. So. Uh, Another good year, Rowdy. Uh, don't forget, uh, Buddy Kofoid, uh, uh We got, uh, we still got, we got to tape him. That's our last, really going to be the last thing we do. But um, you know, Buddy, I know uh, we scheduled Buddy tonight, but um, had a fee to fly back home. So, yeah. uh, looking forward to, to talking to him, the USAC nat- National Midget Champ, uh, back on the show. Also making a stock car debut as well this year. So, um, a lot of good things, Rowdy. A lot of good guests. Uh, hopefully, we can continue with that. Uh, you know, as far as racing, you know, the indoor race is coming up here in a few weeks, uh, beginning of January, uh, Allentown, and then uh, the EMPA convention the week after in Wilkes-Barre. So uh, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to, and uh, that's about about it for me in 2022. Uh, I'm just glad I can get out to as many races as I tried, and uh, hopefully we get out to some more next year. Well, Kyle, we're going to try that. Uh we're going to, like I said, we're kicking it off, hopefully, with the ice bowl there. be my first one. And then uh, the roar in the 24 hours. And then Daytona. New Smyrna, then Daytona. Can't forget New Smyrna. 
that's a, that's a really awesome track. Kyle, I just want to thank everybody that's uh, kind of hung with us here, man. Be patient. We we'll, we got guests and we we're bringing it to them. Uh, it's just been a wonderful ride, Kyle. That's all I can say. Uh, really good ride, and I've enjoyed it. And looking back and looking forward for more, man. We can keep that light shining, man. Kyle, I appreciate it. Thanks, Roddy. Thank you, my man. Hey, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChapaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. DW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.